0: Today's Callahan show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to mypillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA and it comes with a 10 year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now and you can support this show and you can strike back against canceled culture as you know like us mike lindell is constantly under attack from the canceled culture mob by purchasing from my pillow not only are you helping this show you're fighting back against canceled culture my pillow isn't in the big box stores anymore so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from mypillow.com using code word jerry this is the jerry callahan show Craig, because you made a good point uh, we were preparing to do the show, but I think I'll save that uh, since uh, you have not uh, come up with any new music. I'm going to save all the compliments for when you actually, you know, do your job. But uh, uh, we'll get to, uh, we'll get to your question, your question about all the people we're going to talk about today. Um, You said, do they all think they're like performing for a movie? They're all, they all think they're on stage. And they're all acting, and we'll get to Cory Booker and Lindsey Graham and uh, and uh, some of the lunatics who were uh, who were ranting and raving about COVID. We're still we're still doing COVID theater. We got a, a speech or a, a press conference from the mayor of New York City this morning it hasn't happened yet. He's going to say, "Athletes, Mets, Yankees, Kyrie Irving, you guys can." play you guys could play without vaccination but teachers and cops and firemen not you is it the most that is like the most elitist thing these are these are athletes they're special but he is uh he's yet to take the stage everything eric adam does is a performance he's a he's an actor is what he is just like cory booker he's an actor he's not a, a politician he's not a senator he's an actor but we do start off with some good news today our president made it to poland and he's there, and he made it down the stairs of Air Force One, and he made it onto the ground with the other world leaders. He's the only one who has not talked to the press, but so far so good. He has not wandered out into traffic yet. So we got we got to celebrate these small victories. We have another. <clears throat> if you thought Leah Thomas was Jackie Robinson, NA, who didn't? Who didn't? I'm sorry, Leah, you've been bumped. We have another person who is now a modern-day Jackie Robinson. Uh, we got the Academy Awards coming up Sunday. I know you're a big Academy Awards fan, Craig. And we're going to tell you who's going to win. And um, I'll just say this. whoever It's a terrible movie. It's, a, it's an awful, terrible, rotten uh, waste. Of, it's an, Cory Booker was better than uh, Benjamin Cumberbatch who is uh, the star of the movie that's going to win Best Picture. And it's actually worse than Moonlight. It's actually worse than Shape of Water. The winner this year is the worst Best Picture ever. That's just my prediction. Um, We have uh, the tyrants in Boston who destroyed restaurants. I mean, like half the restaurants in the city during COVID. They're continuing to make it uh, really difficult to make it in the restaurant business in Boston and it's outrageous. I don't know if it's happening in other cities, but these people are just cruel. These people, these politicians, these elected officials are just cruel. And we have, we have the craziest Biden supporter ever. I think you often see these people on camera, these people performing it at, at uh town hall meetings or uh, school board meetings. I think we have the nuttiest one yet. We'll get to that. He's, Like everyone else, he's just performing for the camera. Everybody's performing today, Craig, including us. Damn it. We are going to perform today. That's our job. Okay, that's our job. But uh, we'll get to all that and more on today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and they're loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. insured by NCUA. Membership required. I will get to uh, some of the uh, COVID insanity that still lingers. I mean, it feels so strange to talk about the petty tyrants cracking down and, and VAX mandates and mask mandates and little kids in New York city 5-year-olds who are still forced to wear masks it feels crazy to still talk about that but you know these these power hungry tyrants they're not giving up yet they are not giving up yet but first i have a question and i swear it's it's starting to concern me i'm worried right now craig i am worried that war in ukraine is imminent and i will tell you why is cuz our president is there joe biden is there that's uh, worrisome enough in and of itself just to have uh, Joe Biden there in this pivotal moment in history. And you're wondering, and, and we have a president and you look at him and you say, I don't want him to do anything, you know, monumental. I just don't want him to fall down. You know, I just don't want him to stumble and bumble uh, us into war. I don't want him to embarrass the United States. I really don't. I mean, normally, we laugh and chuckle at all the dumb gaffs and all the embarrassing performances, but I'm watching him walk around, you know, Poland, and I'm saying, is he going to like, you know, sniff some girl's hair? You know, is he going to say something really stupid? Is it going to be a disaster for the United States? Um, he's the only one, as I said, the only world leader there who has yet to talk to the media, has yet to make a statement. And I guess that's for a reason, because he is so bad at that. But he's there. His whole contingent is there. Jen Psaki's not, because she has COVID. The triple-vaxxed and boosted Jen Psaki, she got COVID again. Um, but everyone else is there. And all the other, you know, principals, the senators and congresspeople, they're all in the media, are all talking about Ukraine. It's still a big deal. It's wild. The fighting is brutal. The death toll is unfathomable. They're estimating between seven and 15,000 Russian soldiers have died already. Now, <clears throat> there's no way to uh, nail that down and be specific and be accurate, but 15,000? 15,000. 7,000 is the low number. That is the total number of casualties uh, U.S. Um, <clears throat> soldiers and Marines killed in 20 years in Iraq and Afghanistan. They've been in Ukraine for a month they may have already lost 15,000 soldiers that is devastating i would like to believe ukraine is is winning i don't i don't believe they can win i think the russian army is is just too it's just too much the sheer numbers the weaponry hell the nukes chemical biological weapons which they haven't used yet but if indeed vladimir putin is cornered do we think that's a good thing if his back is if he if he's desperate? Do we think oh good, he'll retreat? <clears throat> I I don't think it's a it's a possibility that Russian that that Putin will call off the invasion, say, you know, we tried, we we messed them up pretty good, we killed a bunch of Ukrainian kids. Let's come home now. I don't think that's on the table. So if that's not on the table, you have only a couple of choices. You have this long, drawn out, bloody, brutal battle that Russia eventually wins, destroys the country, destroys the, you know, the cities and the and the and the and the infrastructure and the fields, the wheat fields, just just destroys the country. That's one possibility, and we can all agree that's not good. The other one is a a, tr- uh, a deal that Zelensky and Putin reach a deal, and uh, they give them Crimea, and they say we'll never get, join NATO, and we save. Thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of lives. So I think we would agree that B is better than A, that B, a deal that ends the carnage, is better than A. So my question is, why do we not hear anything about B? I mean, there are some people in the media, some people on the ground there who say, you know, they need to make a deal. And Zelensky just said, I believe, yesterday or two days ago, that he would agree not to join NATO. And you hear that and you go, wait a second. Why didn't you say that a month ago? Why didn't you say that six months ago? Why didn't you make it clear if that's what Putin's demanding, that you're willing to do that to save your country? It feels so unnecessary if they reach a deal now, but that's by far the best scenario. So why don't I hear that from Jenssaki or the B team, the backup spokesperson? Why don't I hear it from from uh, our president. A lot of times too,
1: Zelensky keeps doing like these uh, action movie lines. Instead
0: of- <laughs> and he's got the fake green screen yeah. behind him. And I, I, I understand that he is, uh, he's viewed as heroic here by people and, and, and Hollywood and, and Sean Penn thinks he's heroic and that's fine. I mean, it's, it's, I, I think, he has shown great leadership. I have I have lots of questions about his motives. Yeah. But when you watch these videos, you say that's pretty inspirational for the Ukrainians as compared to the president of Afghanistan, who like an hour after the, uh, the it appeared lost, the battle appeared lost, he was on a plane with a bag full of American money to, uh, I forget, Dubai or somewhere in the Middle East. He just ran like a coward because that's what he is and, and surrendered the country to the Taliban and ours. And of course the Americans were right there with them getting out of Dodge and allowing the Taliban to, to take over the country again. So by comparison, I guess he's been heroic, but the only heroic thing he can do now in my mind is make a deal. That's it. That will save lives. That will save his country. Why isn't Biden talking about that? Why isn't the Biden regime making that clear that that's by far the best scenario I'm dead serious when I say I'm worried now and I'll tell you why. Lindsey Graham and he's a, you know a war hawk, he loves war. He loves you know uh, sending American troops anywhere and everywhere, spending billions of American money to far, in faraway places. That's his thing. And Lindsey Graham, I just watched him on television this morning and I wrote it down is what he said. I want to end the war. With Ukrainians breaking the Russian army, he wants to end the war, but the only way he wants it to end is with Ukrainians, with the Ukrainian military defeating the Russian military. Now, obviously, Lindsey Graham knows you know more than I do, but is that really a possibility that the Ukrainian army defeats the Russian army, sends them scurrying back across the border with their tail between their legs, and then we all? Live happily ever after, and then they rebuild Ukraine, and everybody's everybody's good. It it just seems insane.
1: But well, they keep losing fifteen thousand people a month, it could yeah. be possible.
0: I, I guess, but uh, they're losing a lot of Ukrainians too. Yeah. I don't. Well, let me try to find that number, the latest estimate. But the, the there is no question that they're not only losing, you know, Russian. I mean, uh, Ukrainian soldiers, they're losing Ukrainian people. You're losing Ukrainian cities. They've been devastated, flattened. They're going to have to rebuild everything. So why wouldn't everybody agree that discretion is a better part of valor, that let's try to be pragmatic here and meet, and I I know Zelensky keeps calling for a meeting with Putin. That's probably not going to happen. Putin is secure, hidden away somewhere in one of his many mansions or in the Kremlin. So you're not going to get a face to, but you can't get the two sides to agree. Hell, at this point, I think Zelensky would be wise to give up, not just Crimea and Donbass, but, and, and make that deal on, uh, on never joining NATO, but whatever it takes, whatever it takes, the alternative is unthinkable of just a, I don't know, a f- t- five, 10, 20 year war. Where Ukrainian civilians are dying, where Ukrainian, you know, cities are being destroyed, where we, where, where you know, the, the nuke plants it says are in al- danger of of getting
1: blown up. It says almost four thousand civilians are dead.
0: I mean, can we all agree that this is this is horrific, bad, barbaric, and 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 Lindsey Graham and and others <clears throat> think the best scenario is the Ukrainian army breaks. The Russian army, uh, <laughs> why would you think that Putin would ever allow his military in Ukraine to lose? I mean, he would he would sooner give up power, right? He'd sooner—active uh, personnel in the Russian military, 1,014,000, fifth largest military in the world. Active—I uh, mean, reserve, 2 million— They have conscripts, they have drafts, they have people there, we've already heard young guys calling their mother in tears that uh, don't want to be there. This might make the U.S. military, I mean the uh, Russian military look bad. They might look weak, they might look uh, disjointed, Uh, they might look uh, uh, beatable, but does anyone really think that the that the Russian military is going to lose and we're all going to have like a parade in Kyiv and no. Zelensky's going to wave to the people and say, we won, we won. That is what's being encouraged by people. I'm looking at uh, the Ukrainian military, 209,000. Uh, and how many reserves is this? The Ukrainian military has 209,000 active, a million... Um, uh, uh, total with reserves so i guess they would call up their reserve they wouldn't let any uh, let anyone leave the country yeah so they have a pretty sizable force for a country of 42 million uh, 900,000 reserve 1.2 million total
1: according to uh, pbs uh, 1300 ukrainian servicemen have been killed so far
0: i know there's no way that you think no. 15,000 russians 1300 ukrainians um I, I don't even know how you can believe any numbers. Who's given accurate headcounts? But it's I mean we see the carnage, we see the just the devastation to the you know to the to the neighborhoods, the buildings, the infrastructure. Why is someone like Lindsey Graham, why isn't Joe Biden here's what Joe Biden should have done. If he was a real leader and he's not, if he was really had what it took here, then he it, this is forget uh You know what Trump would do? I mean, people people kept saying Trump's going to get us into a world war. Just the opposite. Trump would be practical. He would, and we've seen him on these, you know, international stages with other leaders. He would start pounding the table and say, "Get." I mean, he's a negotiator. He's a businessman. It's what he does. It's what he brags about. He'd be saying, sit at the table right now, your Ukrainian delegation, Russian delegation, and get this done. There are people out there Who don't want a deal. That's the thing that worries me. The the Lindsey Graham's, uh, the uh, Nancy Mace from the one, uh, Maria Salazar, the one from South Florida who wants a no-fly zone, but doesn't know why. Adam (laughs) Kinziger, these lightweights who want a no-fly zone, which we all know means war with Russia. So they want war with Russia. Lindsey Graham wants war with Russia. Why? Why? I mean, I, I realize it's good for whatever, Raytheon or Lockheed Martin, but we can't even fathom how devastating it would be. There are lots of U.S. troops right there on the border, right there on the border of Poland, and uh, there's not a lot of uh, media access. We don't know if they're preparing for some kind of invasion or some kind of a minor incursion. But why are more people saying, sit the hell down? work this out. This whole thing is insane. We realize, you know, Putin is, I guess a madman. We don't know if he's insane, but we know he's barbaric and vicious and evil. He's got, he doesn't want to lose his country. He doesn't want to lose his, his power. There has to be a point where he's ready to make a deal where he can declare victory. He can take over, you know, Crimea, Donbass. He can, he can, he can know that Ukraine will never join NATO. That's all well and good. Let's get there. Joe Biden should be on the ground right now, pounding the table, saying, We need a deal. Not threatening, not you know, talking about what a war criminal Putin is and he is. He should be saying, This is insane. Let's stop it. Let's get a deal done. Let's let's stop the the carnage. If he pounds, Why, if he why isn't he? The- why the hell isn't he?
1: I have have no idea, but if Biden goes in and starts pounding tables, he's going to break his dainty wrists pretty
0: quickly. (laughs) Uh, So he's been there a few hours. He touched down late last night, our time. He came gingerly down the stairs. It was kind of sad. I mean, we have, as we've said every day, we have these geriatric leaders, and we're trusting them to save the world. The whole thing is very unnerving. But I don't think it should be hard to say, Let's stop this war. Let's make a deal. Does it make them look macho? Maybe not. Maybe that's they, they all, all the Biden regime cares about is image and optics and who gets the blame. Well, if they make a deal and you're bound in the table insisting on a deal, then you can get credit. I know that's all Joe Biden cares about. You can get credit. Does this save your money laundering operation for, for, for your son, Hunter? I'm not sure about that. I know that's a concern for Biden, the Biden family, but uh, I, I don't think it's worth you know thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of lives. I think he would sound like a leader. I think he would sound uh, heroic, even if he demanded—I mean, forcefully demanded—no more of this. You sit down. You sit down. We're not. Let's end this. To say you're going to escalate it. Is utter madness to say what Lindsey Graham said, and Lindsey Graham, he has his moments. You know, I, some some days I hate him, some days I don't. He's been good, uh, almost almost unhinged in the in Kadaji Brown hearing, uh, tanji Brown Jackson hearing. We'll get to that. But uh, no, this is not This is not him, uh, Joe Biden. Oh, it is Joe Biden heading to Ukraine?
1: No, this is just well, the
0: before. Oh, this is him <laughs> stumbling on the stairs. <laughs> yeah. He made it down the stairs. You know what? He'll never stumble on the stairs again because he's so paranoid. He's holding on. He's walking so slowly. He's got that old man walk after a long flight. By the way, he's not going to get his usual 12 hours sleep a night when he's in Ukraine. You know, there's a time difference. There's actually things to do. I don't think he can spend this weekend in at the beach, bike riding, and eating ice cream. This is going to throw him for a loop. He actually has to work. He actually has to put in some effort this week. He's going to to uh, Poland and uh, where else is he? Brussels and Poland. He's got to actually put in some time. This is going to really affect him.
1: But, I, hope, I hope they were able to transport his Dracula casket. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, his what? His Dracula casket. What does that mean? He's just a dude that sleeps all day and well, does, uh, you know,
0: there, there can't be a more comfortable place in the world than uh, air force one. Oh, I know With it's a king flying size hotel beds yeah. and everything else and security and food and drink and every kind of, uh, but I can't sleep on flights. So maybe he can't either. I can't, he, I've been in the most comfortable. I've been in first class. I've, I took a flight to, to Europe once. And I said, I'm going to sleep. And I took some, I took pills, I took like Advil PMs, and I didn't sleep the night before, and I drank red wine, and we're halfway there, and I'm looking around, and everyone on the plane is sleeping except me, and I'm going, what the hell? I give up, I can't do it. It's one, one of one of my few flaws. I can't sleep on planes. But right, we will be uh, watching that. I'm watching that Biden will meet with the G seven leaders. Here's the headline on uh, Fox News to deter. Russians war. Maybe they know something because that should be his goal. It's two 30 in Brussels. I assume he's napping. He's trying to find out what time wheel of fortune is on in Brussels. He's trying to get back to his routine, but at some point he's going to meet to deter the war. That should be the goal. Deter the war. The hell with Lindsey Graham and, and uh, uh, Lynn Liz Cheney and Adam Kinziger and the rest of the war hawks. You can't let this happen. That's your job as a leader. It's your job to stop this from happening, not encouraging it. People are insane. We go back. You know what? You know what went under the radar? The story we did last week about the uh, think tank guy. He wrote for the Federalist and he did a projection. Yeah, mapped out what would happen. And his guess is, if we go to war with Russia, there will be one billion deaths. That's insane. One billion. And the guy's got no I've hardly seen anything about it. I thought that might uh um unnerve people and they would say we have to stop this before it happens. But no, but no. We're uh all right, let's uh let's move on. We'll keep you posted if we uh, end up in a world war before the end of this show. Uh yesterday wasn't I didn't think as lively at uh, the Kataji Brown hearings as the day before. The whole thing is a charade. It's a, it's a traditional and it's a hell constitutional charade, but she's going to get confirmed even though she's a radical extremist wacko. As we've learned, she has a soft spot in her heart for child pornographers for fentanyl dealers, for child molesters. She refuses to uh, give an answer to the most fundamental questions what is a woman? When does life begin? Questions that will come before the court. She knows she has the votes, and so she just refuses to answer anything of consequence. Uh, the 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 funniest part of this is listening to Democrats slash the media talk about how tough the Republicans are. The Republicans have been outstanding because what they've done is stick to the uh relevant uh, her her judicial temperament or judicial philosophy the cases she's ruled on she's found she's uh um uh, sentenced seven uh, she's had seven child pornography cases all seven she's uh sentenced the defendant far less than the guidelines uh suggest or the prosecution was asking for she really does not think child pornography is a serious crime she thinks in extenuating circumstances and mitigating the circumstances, how easy it is to acquire child porn now. So that makes her sentence the guys even more leniently, people in possession, because it doesn't take a lot of effort. That that exchange uh we played is just remarkable. She is soft on crime. Period. That's not even disputable. Uh and again, she you, you know we know how she'll rule we, we she'll be on the court for the next 30 years I could tell you right now how she will rule on every single case they got the you know the, you know they got the uh, elections have consequences uh, they uh, won the election it was rigged by big tech and big media for them but they won the election and gave them the right to fill this seat and they're filling its seat with an absolute radical and they thought she would have this cone of protection because she's a woman even though she doesn't know what that is. And she's an African-American. I wonder if she knows what that is. They should ask her. Possibly What's an African-American. Oh, I, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a, I don't even know a, a genealogist. How would I know? I'm not a biologist as everyone says, it looks like it's raining out today, Craig, but I can't say I'm not a meteorologist. You know, I can't say, Oh, looks like my, my dog's coming down the stairs. I think he's a dog, but I really don't know. Cause I'm not a veterinarian. Who's to say it's not a horse. Yeah, it uh, could be, it could be a, an aardvark, but cause I'm not, a, I'm not, I haven't studied this stuff, but uh, yesterday, I mean, the, again, the, you know, Josh Hawley has been great. Ted Cruz as always has been great uh, in these hearings. They're sticking to the facts. There's no questions about our high school yearbook. There's no questions about boofing or drinking or any of the stuff. They have not accused her of being a serial uh, gang rapist. That's what the Democrats do. The Republicans haven't gone near that kind of stuff, and it's still rattled. That's how you know they've been effective. It totally has rattled her acolytes in the media. They are having trouble with this. Before we get to, uh, before we get to Cory Booker, one of the most embarrassing performances I've ever seen from a senator, from a sitting senator. I all I do not subscribe to USA Today. I don't think anybody does. I don't know who reads it, but you don't have to. Even though you, uh, it's a paid, paid subscription service. Yeah, it's a paid service. Who the hell pays for USA Today? I have no idea. Um, I mean, people didn't pay for it when they sold it, and people bought newspapers. You you got it free in a hotel. You didn't read it. Nobody buys USA Today, but you got to subscribe. And one of their writers, their high profile sports writers is Mike Freeman. He's a well, traveled writer. He's been at the globe and the New York times. And I, then in Florida, I think in, in, uh, I forget Jacksonville. And he's just been everywhere and he's pretty provocative. He's not a terrible writer. Unlike most globies, he wasn't a really bad writer, but he is predictable. He's a black guy and he's, you know, a liberal. I'll just read, I'm, I'm able to read the first paragraph, The first two paragraphs without paying. And, I mean, again, teaser. People, have lo- people have lost their minds. People have lost their minds. Here's Mike Freeman commenting, writing about the uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson hearing. He says, when watching Supreme Court nominee Judge Kataji Brown-Jackson endure racial insult after racial insult during her confirmation hearings over the past few days, with some of that racism coming even before the process began, one person kept, kept coming to mind, Jackie Robinson. <laughs> oh, I love watching people just come unraveled. Here's the second graph. The reason goes beyond the obvious one. Robinson broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball in 1947, and he remains one of the most pivotal Americans in modern history. Jackson will likely become the first black woman on the Supreme Court and create her own form of immortality. Oh, boy. Gee, you know who would really be more like Jackie Robinson? I would say Clarence Thomas. You know, a guy who grew up dirt poor, a, a sharecropper's son. Um, I don't really get why she would be Jackie Robinson. We've had women, we've had African Americans. So she's the first African American. So what? Why did we get? Why have we gotten to the point where everybody is obsessed with immutable characteristics, with skin color and sex? It's just—I mean, she's not. Uh, she's not an underdog. Put it that way. Put it. No. I mean, as I mentioned yesterday she's a child of privilege. Nothing wrong with that. Some of you know my uh, best friends of uh, children of privilege. My sometimes friend Kirk Menahan. He doesn't, he doesn't shy away from it. He admits it. Why can't we just admit it? Her mother was a school principal. Her father was a lawyer. Her uh, uncle was the police chief in Miami. She went to Harvard and Harvard Law and was the editor of the Harvard Review. That's not an underdog picking herself up from her bootstraps like Clarence Thomas or Jackie Robinson. And by the way, we all know that the, 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 the racist slurs, the harassment the threats that Jackie Robinson faced. What has, what has uh, Katanji Brown Jackson faced and what insult I, I am again, I can't, Oh, maybe I can click on this racial insult after racial insult. I've watched a fair amount of the hearings, probably more than most Americans. Uh, Oh, he links to a, some nut job at daily beast. And the headline is the GOP staged a racist clown show. At Kataji Brown Jackson's SCOTUS hearings. There's not been one thing even remotely racist, by Same. the way, just the opposite. They fawn over her and they credit her with with achieving so much in life and being a great, you know, mother and wife and 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 you know whatever leader. Um this was the goal of the Biden regime is to put name a black woman, and as soon as anybody said anything critical, racist, sexist. I mean, I don't think it it flies. I think it's comical that Someone like uh, Mike uh, Freeman would call it Jackie. I mean, honest to God, I got a new rule. There's been this old rule where you don't compare anyone to Hitler because only Hitler was Hitler right And people violate it all the time if you're a, if you're a conservative and you violate that. You must you know, resign in shame or beg for forgiveness, as Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Green made a Hitler reference last year. I mean, if you're a Democrat, for Joe Biden, you can call anyone Hitler. The media you can call Trump Hitler. That's okay. But stay away from Hitler references. Don't compare anything to slavery, and don't compare anybody today to Jackie Robinson. But that's where we are, because I guess they asked her about critical race theory. And suddenly she's Jackie Robinson and, and then Ted Cruz and Josh Hulley are the clan. These people have lost their minds as we know,
1: but yeah, there was a book in a, a school that she was on the board
0: member.
2: Right. Right. That, the book
0: is about baby racists. Yeah. And it's it's classical, critical, critical race theory where you're born right. racist. You're either born as oppressor or an oppressed. You're either born racist or a victim. Right. And we've gone through this. It's utter nonsense. Um, Kataji Brown Jackson, by the way, lied on her first day of questioning, said she wasn't familiar with, Ibrahim uh, Kindi, the flim flam man from BU who's made a fortune peddling critical race theory and racism to, to schools. And she said, she didn't, wasn't aware of him. It was just a flat out lie, but you know, whatever she's holding up. She will get confirmed. Uh, the Republicans, uh, give him credit, have grilled her hard on a record knowing that the media would, uh, fall in line and do what they always do and call them racist and sexist and everything else. But there is nothing, nothing Lindsey Graham or Ted Cruz or Josh Hawley can do nothing that could compare to the clown show. Good word from the daily beast, by the way, the clown show that we saw from Cory Booker yesterday. We'll get to Cory Booker. I mean, you have to see it and hear it to believe it. I'm telling you, I, I heard it yesterday. And then I said, did I actually, maybe I took that, someone took it out of context and they clipped it. It's like nine minutes long. And I saw a couple minutes and it is just comical. You said it. He thinks he's in a movie. He thinks he's, you know, in a, in a Broadway show. This guy's not grounded in reality. He's such a narcissist. He's so self-absorbed that he thinks he's performing for the world. And he's actually like fake crying which is an amazing thing. Fake crying because a, a a black woman got nominated for Supreme court, you know, 30 years after Clarence Thomas, you know, 40 years after Sandra Day O'Connor, whatever it's been. And because of that, he's crying a grown man. We'll get to Corey. Let me do uh express VPN and paint your life. And then we'll get to Corey. Then we'll get to uh, the uh, Vax mandate in New York, which is really kind of funny. And I'm going to make my Oscar picks. I'm going to prepare you. I'm going to preview the Oscars because I know you're very excited. You look at Craig, you look like you're excited <laughs> yeah. to watch the Oscars on Sunday night, but Always. first express We love express because you know, we talk all the time about here on the show about big tech tyranny and how the big tech companies are ramping up the censorship and banning people and shadow banning us and kicking people off of YouTube and Twitter well, what some people don't realize is these big tech companies, they not only do, they not only censor what you read, but they track what you do online. They track what you're searching for, the videos you watch, everything you click on it. And they use this data to sell you ads. I told you before I was sitting in my kitchen on my laptop and all these, all these ads got popping up for, you know, women's running shoes. What the hell? What did I, And I, my wife in the same house was searching for women's uh, sneakers And I'm saying, how did that happen? I'm not even on your computer, but it is scary what these people can do. You think about everything you browse, search for, tweet, they know it and they use it. The same big tech companies who are largely responsible for cancel culture are using your information to profit off it. That's why we use ExpressVPN and you should too. ExpressVPN is a simple tool that protects you from big tech companies by hiding your identity and your online habits. ExpressVPN disguises you and prevents big tech from tracking you online and turning you into a product. Make sure to go to expressvpn.com Callahan to get an extra three months for free with an annual subscription. Again, that's expressvpn.com Callahan. Support this show, strike back against big tech and keep identity thieves at bay. All right, let's do paint your life. All right. We're back. Everybody's back. We're back to celebrating life, to doing things, going on vacation, going to parades, hanging out with friends and family. And you know, you, you need, you need a way to, uh, remember these moments forever. I got the way. PaintYourLife.com. This is it. You can celebrate some of your favorite times by turning these memories into art. When I first heard about PaintYourLife.com, I thought, what a great idea for gift birthdays or anniversaries, but I figured it must be expensive, too expensive, but that is not the case. You can get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price, or you can combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. The user-friendly platform makes it easy to order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. As fast you can get your portrait in as little as two weeks. Makes the perfect gift for a birthday or an anniversary or a wedding gift. It's meaningful, it's personal, and it can be cherished forever. At PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting. Your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, you can get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get the special offer, text the word Jerry to 64000. That's Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to 64000. Text Jerry to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. All right, let's move. We got a lot to get to. Let's get to Cory Booker. This is at the hearing. This is, uh, you know, we're supposed to be uh, questioning the nominee about her judicial philosophy and about her judicial temperament, about her record. Okay, Mr. Booker, Senator Booker, I call on you. You have, uh, I think, 20 minutes they would down to at this point. 20 minutes to question the nominee, Kataji Brown-Jackson. I, I don't believe he asked a question. I don't believe he gave a, gave a damn on what she had to say or what she's done in the past. Cory Booker said, I know lots of people are watching. I'm going to perform for the cameras now.
2: As Langston Hughes let, wrote, oh, let America be America again. The land that never has been yet, but yet must be the land where everyone <laughs> is free. Oh, yes, I say it plain. America never was America to me, but I swear this oath, America will be that is the story of how you got to this desk you and i and everyone here generations of folk who came here and said america i'm irish you may say no irish or dogs need to apply but i'm going to show this country that i can be free here i can make this country love me as much as i love it chinese americans first forced into near Slave labor, building our railroads, connecting our country, saw the ugliest of America, but they were going to build their home here and say, America, you may not love me yet, but I'm going to make this nation live up to its promise and hope. LGBTQ Americans, from Stonewall women to Seneca, Hidden figures who didn't even get their play until some Hollywood movie finally talked about them and how they were critical for us defying gravity. All of these people loved America. And so you faced insults here that were shocking to me. Well, actually not shocking. But you are here because of that kind of love. And nobody's taken this away from me. Me. So you got five more folk to go through. Five more of us. And then you can sit back and let us have all the debates. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a well-charted Senate floor because it's not going to stop. They're going to accuse you of this and that. Heck, in honor of your person who shares your birthday, you might be called a communist. (laughs) But don't worry, my sister. Don't worry. God has got you. Oh, God. 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 Do I know that?
0: You're- uh, uh, and this goes on for, I believe, is it nine minutes, this video? Nine, yeah. ten minutes. My sister, my sister, uh, you know, obviously he's a clown. Obviously he's uh, performing. It's all about him. It's got nothing to do with her. It's about him. And he wants this image. He wants to project this image that he's overcome so much. I'm just looking at uh, Cory Booker's bio. And I don't know much about your background, Craig, but I'll say this. He is a hell of a lot more privileged than I ever was. And I'm going to guess out of the hundred senators, there's a lot of children of privilege in the Senate. I'd say he's top 10. I'd say he's top 10. Son of two IBM executives, uh, went to the finest schools, uh, played varsity football in high school. He was a high school All-American. He graduated from Stanford, went to Yale Law School, uh, was – his girlfriend is Rosario Dawson, the actress. His cousin is RuPaul. He's just like her. I, I guess he's right relating to her. She's a child of privilege. Ivy League, uh, Harvard, Harvard Law, you know, again, father's a lawyer. Wanted for nothing. These people want so bad. Cory Booker and and uh, they want to be Clarence Thomas, someone that really did overcome all the odds. Uh, but they're not. And he's going to. I mean, most people aren't going to look him up and read his bio and realize that he's kind of been, uh, privileged and coddled his whole life, but, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, it's all about uh, the ch- Irish need not apply and the Chinese slave labor and everything else. Uh, you, you, you're nothing like that. Cory Booker. You, you're, you're more, you're more like a, you know, a, a Kennedy or a, a, or a Cuomo, you know, you got all the connections in the world and you've had it made your whole life. But, uh, Nice performance. I'm sure uh, Mike Freeman and uh, the Daily Beast guy and uh, everybody on MSNBC loved it. Uh, but uh all right, let's 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 move. We got to get to these uh, these COVID this COVID lunacy before I give you my quick uh, preview of the Oscars. Um this morning in New York at City Field by the way in New York. This guy's not even hiding. <laughs> this fanboy is not even hiding his his hero worship of these athletes. Eric Adams is going to announce today that the players, the Mets and the Yankees and Kyrie Irving no longer have to show their vax cards. They can play the, they can play the game, they can take the field. By the way, Kyrie Irving is on a tear, historic tear. The last 4 games he scored like 180 points and he, he's just incredibly good. Mm. But he hasn't been able to play home games can't play home games cuz he won't get vaccinated and i respect that man i'm telling you he might be a dink and i i think he is but he has stuck to his guns and he has not given up and he, i guess he's good enough so he doesn't have to worry when they finally drop the vax mandate he can play right. he gets to play home games now good for the nets the yankees and there's some question about whether uh, uh what's his name aaron uh, the, the the judge uh, aaron judge is vaccinated he hasn't answered it doesn't matter. He can play. Mets can play. That means somehow. and that's all well and good. You know, it's good to hear these petty tyrants like Eric Adams surrender, say, okay, you know, it didn't make any sense. It didn't have any effect, but you can play now. And he's going to take a bow today and say, you guys, you're good. You're welcome. <laughs> right. You're welcome. And he'll do it with his Mets hats on. That's my prediction later, later this morning. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, the same time, if you're a cop, a New York City cop, you've been on the job twenty years, or maybe you've, you know, you've gotten commendations. Maybe you got shot. Maybe you got beaten up by someone one day. Maybe you've been through the grinder as a New York City uh, police officer or fireman. By the way, maybe you were there on nine eleven, and you survived. Unlike three hundred and forty three of your brothers, you survived. And uh, do you know, how, you know why I say brothers. Do you know how many fire women were killed on nine eleven? Not that it matters. One. None. Um, anyway, um, what's, uh, Eric Adams says the hell with you. You can't work. You can't come back to work. You can't do your job without a vaccine. So Kyrie Irving can go back to work, but the cop can't, the fireman can't, the teacher can't, the city hall, whatever, janitor can't. I don't know how, I mean, he's going to get asked. I hope I think it's New York. There's some media there. Uh, it's not like, you know, in D.C., they're not all on the same team. I don't know what he's going to say. What do you say to that? I would say, why can't cops go back to work? I got the New York Post in front of me and all the cops are uh, uh, talking. This is the president of the lieutenant's uh, union. To me, it's hypocritical. You're allowing an athlete not to get vaccinated, but you force our officers to get vaccinated or lose their jobs. Talented detectives with irreplaceable experience are lost because of this mandate, but athletes and performers are more important than detectives. And they're all saying the fireman's union, policemen's union, uh, the uh, one of them tweets out, the peasants are still required to obey rules for thee, but not for me. What about everyone else? Or do you only care about the rich and the famous? That's just so true. And it's so uh, transparent, but um, I don't think Eric Adams cares. It's like, you know, whatever he's, he's kind of defiant and, he doesn't care. By the way, he announced the mask mandate. The remaining mask mandate applies to kids five and under. So, you know, big, fat, vulnerable people don't have to wear masks, but little kids do. So he announced he's dropping the last mask mandate on April 4th. So that's whatever that is, three weeks, two weeks. So the next two weeks, your four-year-old has to wear a mask. Why do they do that? They'll never I, understand. I, I, Why don't, I don't they know. just say... The mask mandate is over today. Now, get rid of your mask. Why do you have to do it for two more weeks? First of all, why does a a five-year-old ever have to do it? It's just like having a curfew for it. Like it's got a bedtime. Yeah, no, it's like, oh, the the virus, something changes. The fact is it has never been about science. We know that now. If you don't believe me on the ineffectiveness of uh, masks, check out South Korea, the most masked up place in the world. Everyone in the country has... uh, has COVID. They have like 300,000 active cases. The whole country's, and they're all masked up. Masks don't work. We've learned that. It's been established. Um, it's over. Just stop. Just stop. stop. I mean, you're hanging on to it just because you don't know what, want to admit you're wrong. But we all know you're wrong. It doesn't help. Just give it up. By the way, the last man on the island, I, I, you know, the, 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 this will be over. This will be in the past, five, ten years from now somewhere in Palm beach or maybe on the Hamptons in the basement, in his plush studio with his big screen TVs and his kitty cats, Howard Stern will be sitting there with a mask on going, you people, you're crazy. You're going to take off your mask. You're all going to die. What the hell happened to Howie Hamptons? I know it's been a, a slow decline into madness for Howard Stern. I
1: found the audio of that, by the way, Good, okay, we got, recording. we got
0: Stern, Stern again at this point. I understand that you're you're paranoid, you're neurotic, you're germaphobe, you're a liberal. I understand you got all the, the makings of a lunatic. But at what point do you say, okay, it's 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 over. I can go outside without a mask. A multimedia marketplace. Oops. This okay. is this this is, is that Stern? Just double it yeah. right here. This is this is two years, two years in. Nobody's wearing masks. I go to Whole Foods, you know, I go to CVS, you know, I don't go too many. And the people are done. They're done, You know, most people. The gym, the other day I went to the gym and everyone had to wear masks like a month ago. And now nobody does it. They just wait for their orders. They knew that was silly, but they did it. I did it. And now there's like one person in the gym, one person, you know, wearing a mask and under his nose. Howie Hampton is still ups, is upset that people stop wearing masks. Let's listen. believable. So, you know, and then you get all these wackos with their anti-mask, anti-vaccine. The reason they've... um Lifted these mask mandates is because uh, we gave in to this small minority of people who are completely out of their fucking mind, who think masks are some sort of prison sentence and their freedoms are free Right, to be the, the
1: government is tired of fighting with yeah. people yeah. who want to get sick and, and not. The yeah. multimedia marketplace. They're
0: just like, oh shit. Because as you brought up, Jon Stewart yesterday was saying, yeah, when they focus on those battles, then that becomes big news and then these politicians get scared.
2: Anyway, and the whole thing is so fucked also up. Also, more people join them.
1: He was absolutely right. You know, like, those people didn't know where their group
2: was. Yeah. They couldn't she's, find
1: each she's,
0: other. She's, she's more until pathetic. She start- doesn't have an original thought in her head, just agrees with Howie Hampkins. but it's unbelievable. A small group of wackos. Can I just say this is what happens small. when you hide in your basement in Palm Beach or in your mansion in Palm Beach, and you go, maybe leaves occasionally to go to the Hamptons, and you don't get out much? Howie... I hate to break it to you, but you—it's not a small group of wackos. It's 98 percent of the country is done, and you can wear masks forever. They're optional. No one's stopping you. I mean, maybe, you, maybe you should wear, cover your face for the rest of your life if that makes you feel better. But you know, two things: get out more. You probably should. It'll help your immunity. And read up. Everyone's done with it. You're it. It's just you and I don't know. Maybe, maybe a few. People in, you know, Hollywood or, or, or in Martha's Vineyard still masking up. For the most part, uh, uh, we're done. We're done. Um, th- maybe uh, on Sunday night, there'll be some COVID theater at the um, Oh yeah. At the Oscars. But uh, I feel like I'm going to have to watch because I'm going to want to talk about it Monday and mock it. But mm. uh, let me do Shake Concrete, and then I'm going to give you my Oscars preview, okay? sound good i know uh, i know you have a lot to add to this segment i know you've seen all these movies and you're going to make your picks too but uh let's do shea and then get to uh, get to the movies i would've been telling you about Shea concrete for a long long time today we're sitting with the man who makes it all work the man in charge of the whole place my brother-in-law greg hey greg seems like business is booming at Shea concrete we're cranking that out jerry Well, uh, I'm I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers. All kinds. Do you need any podcasters? know, we do have the precast podcast. (laughs) Well, I I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, What's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. (laughs) You have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to SheaConcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to any of our offices. we got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at SheaConcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? We'll give them a hat. Yep. All right, sounds good. SheaConcrete.com. I saw a really uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. we got empanadas (laughs) and chicken. (laughs) Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. All right, the, uh, the Oscars are Sunday night. The, the ratings will be horrible, perhaps the worst ever. Uh, it used to be you know, not quite Super Bowl numbers, but I think we did this one day and I looked them up and they used to get 40, 50 million viewers. It was appointment viewing. You had to watch, even if you didn't know all the movies or didn't care or, or you hated the people. I used to hate watch it. I'll, I'll do it this time because... Uh, I think the worst movie ever made Is going to win That would be uh, Power of the Dog You're playing it right now for our viewers on Locals Can we listen to a little Of the trailer Yep. I wonder What little lady made these I did sir
2: Brother
0: Phil, just as Sam Elliott said, absolute trash. Not not mediocre. Not yeah, C C minus. I'm absolute piece of trash, and it's the worst kind of trash. It's pretentious trash, elitist trash. You're supposed to like it, even though you know you don't. When you sit in the theater. Uh, I was on Netflix. So I was sitting at home. If you're sitting in front of the screen the TV and watching this, you you know, it sucks. There's just no two ways about it. It absolutely sucks, but you're supposed to pretend you like it because there's some big stars and you know, a famous director and the, the cinematography and the scenery. It's friggin' awful. I didn't see the whole thing, of course, but I did make it like an hour just so I could have a educated opinion on this. And I thought, it would, I didn't know it was so critically acclaimed. I watched it early on. I thought it would kind of I like westerns. And I said, this looks cool. It sucks so bad. It's hard to believe it's nominated for, I think, 12 Oscars. But I'm looking at the uh, Oscar preview from John Nolte. He's the movie guy at uh, Breitbart. And he says it comes down to two movies uh, Power of the Dog and Coda. Now, Coda, I have not seen because it's on Apple TV. Let me guess you haven't either, right, Craig? Right. Nobody has. I don't have Apple TV, I guess, you know, you're lucky if you do, but they were, they did have their, you know, limited runs in theaters and they're both nominated and they're both critically acclaimed. So you think that they would have some kind of following, even though they suck, there's people out there that want to know what the big deal is. Coda has grossed 1.52 million worldwide. Uh, Power of the Dog, which has gotten unbelievable publicity and reviews, and you saw the trailer. You have all those little blurbs from, you know, whatever Rolling Stone and Variety. It's amazing. Um, Power of the Dog has grossed. Uh, let me find it here. Two hundred and fifty-two thousand. <laughs> now, again, it's on Netflix, so people have seen it or tried to. I've I've made people. I've said you gotta. Give me, give me 15 minutes. And I keep, people keep tweeting at me and telling me, uh, you know, they, they couldn't do it. They couldn't make it 15 minutes. It's so awful. It's and I fun. thought Moonlight was the worst movie ever to win the Oscar. And Shape of Water is pretty bad. And Spotlight sucks. They're not nearly the garbage this is. Anyway, the Oscars has apparently given up. These are the movies and nobody cares about them or the actors or actresses. I'm looking at I think I have this right. This is the list of presenters of the Oscars Sunday night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I said, yeah, the best picture. Presenting at the Oscars this year. Now, you can help me out because I don't know where these people are. Yeah. Stephanie, Stephanie Beatriz.
1: Don't know who that is. Uh, DJ Khalid. Khalid. He's a, a musician. Khaled. Musician guy. Jennifer Garner. I know
0: who that is. ER. Ones. Who's ER? The TV show. This is supposed to be Tiffany Haddish, comedian. Tony Hawk, I know he is. He rides a skateboard. Yeah, he's the man. I know the next one, Bill Murray. I know him. (laughs) Elliot Page used to be uh, a great actress. Uh, Ellen Page. But she had, uh, you know, the top surgery. She's Elliot now. So I'm going to predict of all the presenters, Elliot Page is going to get the loudest ovation.
1: Standing ovation. uh,
0: Kelly Slate. I know a Kelly Slater. The the surfer? Yeah. Uh, Sean White. Know him. The snowboarder. (laughs) Sean White is a presenter (laughs) at the Oscars?
1: Two decades too late, I think.
0: I mean, is this, I assume, obviously, Elliot Page, but I assume there's some people there, I don't know, who are whatever, gay or black or whatever, handicapped. I assume it's total woke garbage that they're trying to have someone from everyone, but the ratings will be absolutely dreadful. There'll be blue and yellow ribbons on everybody, and where would Ukraine? All the speeches will say, shout out to Zelensky. Um, Who was it? Somebody was trying to get Zelensky, some Hollywood heavyweight was uh, really um, campaigning to get a live appearance from Zelensky on on video to speak to the Oscars. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it'd be a good look. He'd be receiving Uh, an award,
1: actually, at that place.
0: He probably will. But (laughs) the over-under on mentions of Zelensky or Ukraine on Sunday night, what would that be? You're a gambling guy. What would you say? Over-under 20?
1: Oh, I was going to put it at 11 and a half.
0: So you'd go, I'd go over I'd, Well, you know what? It's hard because Ribbons, that's on a mention. I don't even know how many awards they, they got rid of. They shorted the program, by the way. They got rid yeah. of like a dozen awards that are done off stage, uh, off camera. But you're counting so
1: people receiving an award mentioning them. That would count as one.
0: Uh, so, yeah, you know, 11 and a half is not a bad number. That's, a, that's about right. But I'm going to go the over. I'm going to say that we have to get the over. I'm going to do that Sunday night. We're going to count right. the shout outs to the great Volodymyr Zelensky. Boy, we're going to, it's going to be tough when, you know, he wins this war and we honor him and kids are named Volodymyr after him. And people have, you know, posters on the wall. And then we find out he was totally corrupt and he was, uh, you know, funneling money to Hunter Biden for years. And, but so far, so good. He stood up so far, and so far he uh, seems to be showing great leadership. And I, uh, I hope it, I hope it all holds up in the end. But uh, it's, I'm gonna have to watch just for, uh, just so I can mock it Monday morning, just so we can uh, count the references to Ukraine and Zelensky. It's gonna be nauseating, and they're gonna give the award to this piece of garbage. I really should see Coda, but I don't have Apple TV, so what the hell? I can't do it. I saw Licorice Pizza. It sucks too, not nearly as bad as power of the dog, but it's terrible. And it's going to win a bunch of awards. It's creepy too. It's like a 15 year old boy who's romantic relationship with like a 25 year old woman, but that's cool. Now That's cool. That's uh, that's cool with Kataji Jackson, Brown, Brown Jackson. It's cool <laughs> with me. It's cool with me, but all right, that will do it. We never get to the restaurants. The city of Boston is screwing over the restaurant over owners. They're extorting them for, in the North End just to put tables on the sidewalk, which is outrageous. Uh, It's like the biggest tourist attraction in the city in the summer, North End, and they're just trying to make their lives difficult. This is what you get when you elect petty, commie tyrants like uh, Michelle Wu. But we're with you, restaurant owners in the North End. Keep up the fight. Keep up the fights. They're a formidable foe. The restaurant owners in the North End, they're like cocky and loud and obnoxious, and I love them. I hope they keep fighting and they defeat the tyrants in city hall, but we will uh, keep you updated on that and everything else. Don't forget. If you'd like to join us tomorrow, you got to go to Callahan's I'm sorry. Callahan.locals.com.
1: sounds right. Or go to the uh, link tree, the Callahan show and click
0: locals or go to our website. Yep. callahanshow.com Callahan Do I have that right? Yes. You don't even know. You don't even know. But we'll, uh, no we'll be is. back. <laughs> we will be back tomorrow uh, on Locals only for our local our local crew, our local crowd. We'd love to have you join us. But uh, that will do it today. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening. Thanks to you, Ironhead. I see you changed your Twitter handle to Ironhead, huh? It's yeah. good. That's much catchier. Is Craig it? is such a boring name. Uh, so, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, what, I'll what, just do it temporarily. What's your middle name? Martin. Martin, Craig Martin, aconey Yeah, Ironhead is much better. Stick with Ironhead. But all right, thanks. Good job. I'm Jerry and This is the Callahan Show, and we will talk to you tomorrow morning only on Locals.